Welcome to Season 5, Episode 13 of Four Seasons in a Funeral, the show where we go back and watch shows that had four good seasons, and a fifth season fifth season that doesn't even matter, bro. Don't worry about it. Today, we're talking about Season 5, Episode 13, Fringe, An Enemy of Fate. My name is Nick, and joining me today are Charlie and David. Hi, I'm Charlie. Hi, I'm David. But, or am I? Who knows when the timeline Whoa. resets? I'll be a different Whoa. person. Oh. And you'll never speak here for me again, but don't worry, because I'm off in the future living many, many years. You'll get one letter from me. How I sent it, who fucking knows? <laughs> who knows what the fuck happens here? It's fine. You know that plan we had? Fuck it. Do something else. <laughs> all right. Hey, in case you're wondering, we just all watched um, the last episode of Fringe together. Um, now we're going to talk about it. We have not had much time to digest that. And oh boy, I'm excited to see what that's going to mean for this. We, but before we get the, into it. We've had the appropriate amount of time to digest that <laughs> as this episode deserved. <laughs> Which is running, running to go get an alcoholic beverage and then sitting back down. <laughs> Yeah. Um, um but hey, before we get into that, how's how's everyone's lives been? Charlie, what have you been up to? Uh what have I been doing? Um not a whole lot, I don't think. Fair um, enough. I did my taxes. <laughs> nice. So Could late? I... Yeah, I know. We put them off for a while. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna spend the return money on updating our bathroom. Ooh. Hey. Cause that's where I'm at in my life. You're made dinner rolls man. and we're talking about renovations. Nice. You put hey, some buns in the oven so before great. we started this episode, I, audience. I did. I put you about, did. I put but no 15, euphemism. <laughs> Fifteen buns in the oven. <laughs> if that was yep, euphemism, that would, that would be concerning. That would be very concerning. <laughs> I think that would kill my girlfriend. She's uh, very tired. Or, or Charlie started the harem and we didn't know. Mm. Uh, or there's some weird in vitro stuff that's going on. Oh, gross. I just looked at it. This episode aired on my birthday. <laughs> oh. oh, no. Happy birthday, Charlie. We got you fringe. <laughs> no. <laughs> we got hey, Charlie. you the end of fringe. Hey, Charlie, don't worry. No episodes of fringe ever aired on my birthday. <laughs> okay, what have I been up to? I went out and bought new shoes today. That was nice. Hey. I think this is the first pair of shoes I bought in five, six years. So. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, because like you buy a pair of shoes, and then pandemic happens, you don't need shoes for two <laughs> years. <laughs> yeah, no, that 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 makes sense. But yeah, that is the most recent thing that's occurred in my life. Nice. What about you? Nick? Um, I, I'm I'm just chilling. I I start work with the Charlie's company on Monday. It's gonna be fun. Ooh, exciting. Um, why do you Why are you calling yeah. it my company, Nick? It's our company. No, also, it's neither also, of our companies. Charlie, uh, Charlie just works there. He doesn't own it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That we are not ownership. publicly traded. One Sadly. man has ownership. Only one? Really? Uh, I think so. I don't know. I, you uh, you will have to ask him on Monday. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> That'll be the first thing that I ask is, hi, how do I get ownership in some, in like a small part of ownership in this company? <laughs> Um, but yeah, no. Um, yeah, no. Uh, other than that, haven't been up to too much. Just, just, just chilling. Just dreading, um, dreading today. <laughs> yeah, I've I've been excited for it. I now get to say that I've actually watched every episode of Fringe. Um, for better or for worse, we have watched every single episode of Fringe. And with this, we've talked about them all too, which yeah. is wild. Yeah, it's crazy. This um, this does mark the sort of end of this uh, era of the podcast. Yeah, this yeah. this is season one of our podcast. <laughs> uh Oh, four more to go. Bad? <laughs> and this is one of the good ones because the fifth one has to be horrible. That's the dream. Oh God! What do we do for the fifth season then of our podcast? Uh, we watch just just... noises for a hundred episodes. <laughs> <laughs> we watch the worst show imaginable we'll no, find no, it no, 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 no. we watch we watch what is arguably considered the best show on television and like that it like has appeared on television and we just shit talk it the entire time like we just give like <laughs> horrific takes i'll be i'll be down to shit talk breaking bad because <laughs> i have yeah. never gotten past episode two five seasons it needs to have five seasons though how many yes we gotta have to, we gotta find like a universally loved five season show 
Uh, <laughs> I submit to you Breaking Bad. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, Breaking um, Bad did have five seasons, actually. Total. All right, well, we'll see. Maybe that's season five, is just us just shit-talking every episode of Breaking Bad. Uh, Wait, maybe. did Breaking Bad also end in 2013? What? <laughs> Dude. Breaking uh, Bad and Fringe that? were airing at the same time? Could you yep. imagine watching Breaking Bad and then this? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> there's, there's a reason. Hey, remember like earlier in seasons two and three when we were like, how the fuck did Fringe never win any television awards? And then we they looked at what else was airing at the time? S- like, like just like smacked by other TV shows. It was like Mad Men, Suits, Breaking Bad. Yeah, it was a that lot was of a different things. a good era of television. <laughs> it really was. Instead, now oh. I have to watch How I Met Your Father on Disney uh. Plus, <laughs> which honestly, not the greatest show, not the worst show. It's good background noise. Oh, actually, you've watched some of it? Yeah, I've watched like the first four episodes. It's a good okay. background noise. Uh, uh, I think uh, we've put it off long enough, folks. Yes. Nick, the TV guide. All right. Sorry. Uh, TV guide time. All right. In the series finale, the Fringe team prepare for their final battle with the Observers with the fate of mankind at stake. Yeah, that's that's accurate. Yeah. So now we have to talk about the episode, right? Do we have to? Yes. <laughs> Can we just not? <laughs> Can we just end the episode now? <laughs> <laughs> just inject just give... us our live reaction to the episode and then we'll call it done. Just give yep. ratings and then talk about the glyph and then be like, okay, done. <laughs> nah, let's, no. let's, let's do this. Um, uh, we pick up right where we left off and September is talking to December being like, hey, I need component for time travel. And December's like, why the fuck would I help you? September's like, remember when we all experienced emotions when we first came here to watch them? Yeah, that's why. Because that's the yep. thing. We all experienced emotions. Not just August and I, all of us. Well, December's like, it was just you and August that went crazy. (laughs) (laughs) We were all tapping our feet to jazz. You guys went off and like formed relationships. The rest of us were all still able to marry a woman and pretend to not be gay. You guys, though. (laughs) I don't think (laughs) it's... Oddly enough, all all remaining ten of us became U.S. senators. (laughs) (laughs) Nick thinks this is an allegory towards the... the, uh... Don't Republican. don't ask, don't tell, which I don't think it is. <laughs> I really don't think it is, but it's like no. you you can draw an allegory there. You, you, you can, can definitely draw an allegory make a connection, but I don't think it's supposed to be, and I don't think it's strong enough to draw that connection. <laughs> wasn't wasn't fight for gay, gay marriage happening around this time? Like kind of yeah. sadly. Yes, but also this is this is uh, September like blackmailing December to helping him. To, like, Fair enough. This isn't like a, and then you know you're secretly gay, so you have to help me or I'll out you. Like, I mean, it could be. It could it be, well but that's be. but that's not the vibe. That's more like you felt emotions. You are like know that what I'm doing is right, so help me is more the vibe rather than like holding over a secret. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Listen, I'm just trying to to draw the draw Stop the trying to give Fringe the benefit of the doubt. They don't deserve it anymore. <laughs> They've lost that benefit. They, 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 the, the writers display some extreme amounts of confidence in this episode, is all I'm going to say. Yeah, uh, unearned confidence. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, December, I guess, kind of agrees to go into the future to get the component that he needs to build the time travel machine. Um, and then we cut back to the Fringe team as they drive away from getting Michael, who stepped off the train, in something that turns out leads to absolutely nothing. <laughs> like, what What was that for? Like, it's not like he needed to pull them out of going back to the lab. Like, it's not like they'd set a trap there. It's because they had uh, one more episode on the docket and they needed to do something. No, <laughs> yeah. Michael, Michael, looked and he, Michael looked and was like, hmm, you know what? They, they're not ready yet for this final fight. They need to have one more trial and tribulation, and they have to go meet their alternate selves one last time. They're only level 19. I need them to be a level 20. Let me just write a <laughs> yes. side quest quickly so they can level up. And I'll, I'll give them wish, just in case. <laughs> just, just, just in case. <laughs> uh. I mean, this show gets, like, the quality of it gets better if you just imagine it as a D&D campaign. Does it? I think I think any no any show with major plot holes get better 
if you just think of it as a D and D campaign and the players are fuckwits. And the poor DM is desperately trying to write himself out yeah. of his hole. And yeah. he's like, oh, I know. I'll put them in the future and the observers will be here. And they're like, we won't reset the timeline. He's like, I guess. Again? <laughs> sure. Like, we were, you we keep were, we were telling me to reset things, but uh, I, if you really want that to happen, okay. Yeah. Anyways, Fringe Team and Michael re- reunite with uh, September. September's like, what the fuck? Where have you been? <laughs> I built and then broke a time machine in the time it took you to get back here. Well, so more importantly as well, Broyles um, is on the phone with Walter, or Broyles also um, is on the phone with Peter. Peter or Olivia. I think it's one of them. But like, yeah, hey, they got the boy back. Um, Broyles is glad to hear this, but hey, I got to go and uh, grab a couple more things from the office and then I'll come and meet you guys. I'll come directly Um, to you. We will not specify a meeting place. I will go to you. Yes. And then the and... observers show up and they read the fucking glass in his car to find out what he said. Yep. It's so like, hey, that points happens. for continuity. Points taken away for introducing that continuity. And yeah. Uh, points Broyles taken away goes... for, for the observers, again, not having hacked all fucking cell phones. <laughs> like, How are there still yes. satellites up there? Would, why wouldn't you like take over them or nuke them? Like, there shouldn't be cell phones. They should, yeah. There's only communication should be radio based, and then it should all be encrypted. Like, or it should all be on the ghost network. That would have been <laughs> such a cool thing. Like, oh, we can't it crack would've. their transmissions. Uh, they're on some frequency we can't detect. Uh, but yeah. Uh, instead, we, yep. That that's that's happening. They read and figure out pretty quickly that um, Broyles is in fact the dove. Um, Broyles is going and um, getting these files. He's about to leave when his assistant's like, hey, um, got something for you. And Winmark bursts in and it's like, yo, um, <laughs> Jack we gotta Hughes. talk. We gotta talk. Um, but hey, I'm gonna play this cool and close to my chest. Uh, we had a breach. Do you know anything about this? And Broyles is like, well, I don't know. That's crazy. Alright, I'm gonna leave now. And yep, that happens. Now we're back in the lab. Uh, September's there. September's is like, guys, I, I built this whole device that you guys have been like spending an entire season doing. Also, it's broken, so I went and tried to get it fixed. Um, wh- why, why did you guys lose the boy? The only important part to this plan. Why would you do that? <laughs> he just fucked off. We didn't do anything. <laughs> but it's okay. The boy's <laughs> back, and it's all fine. Michael is here. And they're going to go and have to go and get the part um, to, like, make the device work from uh, from December. But I'm sure everything will happen fine there, and this plan is going to work perfectly. Any Anything else from this scene, really? From the first lab scene here? Um, it's No, the problem with this episode is that nothing... Like, it's just a series of events that occurs right after each other. Like, we... we, we it's the finale. Like, we can't dive deep into anything that happens here. Like, yeah, everything that happens no, just happens. There's no connective tissue. Like, there's it's no we're in a scene, like, we're in a yeah. scene, we're in a scene. Yeah. So, yeah, they do some bullshit where they decide, oh, God, where are we? What happens? So, um, bas- yeah, basically, yeah, they, they're going, they, they need those beacons to basically just, like, go to a certain point in time, uh, I guess because this point hasn't already been, like, properly linked and everything, which is why the observers are able to, like, just, like, go. They need a couple more things than just the, like, um, normal, like, loop thing, um, or whatever the normal, like, transportation style that they have to create those wormholes. They need the two, um, other stuff. It, it's fine. Um... <laughs> Just they have they have all the components, but they need the power source basically that December is going to go grab for them. Um, we're interrupted by that by Broyles giving them a call in the lab um, and being like, "All right, I'm on my way." Um, oh wait, no, I'm not. I'm being followed. Oh wait, I figured out pretty quickly that I'm being followed. Um, yeah, we knows. get a we get essentially a final I'm uh, person being good at their job here. As well, yeah. yes. Where I was instantly noticing he's being followed, <laughs> and going, "All right, uh, I guess this is. I, I guess I'll lead them away, but at some point they're going to capture me, and then they're going to read me, and they're going to figure out figure out the plan." So you guys are on a clock now. Yeah. Um, 
But don't worry, I'll stay alive and won't end my own life, even though you're resetting the timeline. <laughs> yeah, my, my, my problem here, and I understand that it's dark, um, but also, uh, from Broyles' side, um, the plan is more likely to fail if he is captured and read. Um, and if the plan succeeds, he will be reset, and this version of him will no longer exist. So, given these two things... Um, you want the plan to succeed at all costs, including it's fine if you die, there are no consequences. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, it makes no sense. Also, they abandon the entire original plan of building a time machine and instead go, we'll just use the, the shipping. No, no, no. We're, we're not quite there yet. We're not quite there yet. We haven't, we haven't had December die yet. Uh, oh, right. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. We're, we're not, we're not at December being dead yet. Oh, um, for now, right. they are going to require two generators to make their device work, so it's time to dig out the synchronization machine from in the lab, and I guess we'll start working on that. Um, Peter starts, yeah, he starts vaporizing some amber, and he finds a tape that is addressed to him, and it's Walter being like, oh, hey, I guess I'm just gone. Uh, it's because I went to the future with the boy. And yep. You're like, but, but how worry. would this tape get to Peter in that event? Like, yes. right? Like, we'll get to the end of like the this episode. Is Walter, I feel like this is just Walter having a cathartic moment um, and wanting to, like, get, get this out there. It's, um, it just reeks again of no one understanding in-universe or fucking the writers how time travel is supposed to work. <laughs> like, I, do, I do hate the, but don't worry, I wrote you a note. Um... Because again, time travel. If you do something to stop, like you're you're the need for you to originally time travel, then you never would have time traveled in the first place, and that problem would still exist. Like, Listen, David, you can't you make paradoxes fringe, you know like this. Is telling us with this, time isn't real, and neither is season five. That's but, what God, we've learned here. But the they've issue... done time travel correctly before, where they've had closed loops, or they've had instances of time travel where it makes sense and it's fine. Yep. But this is this is the issue is they've gone and went okay deterministic time travel doesn't work for our story element but we're going to act like it does cuz we're not creating a new timeline so observers come back in time and can fuck with anything and it's still a, a single contiguous timeline but Walter can go back with the kid and rewrite that timeline so it's and then it, the observers never come back to invade but then but, that means Walter never needs to go yeah. back. Like, but paradoxes only exist in deterministic time travel because if it's non-deterministic, then you're just hopping universes. Right, but yeah, that's not what they're saying. Is they're I know, but saying they're the saying gets both. Reset. They're saying both. Yeah, but is it's my nonsense. Issue. You can't have that's, both. No, that's yeah, that's my issue. Is they're doing non-deterministic and deterministic time travel and merge them into this abomination of sci-fi. God. But it's hey, just let's... shoddy, terrible... Like, it's not even like this came out in, like, the fucking 90, 90s or some shit. Like, this comes out in 2013. Like, time travel stories have been told and solved already as a concept for what makes a good time travel story. Like, when... Looper's been out at this point, right? Like Looper yep. was also bad for time travel. Well, Primer, then. Yeah, like... I was gonna say Primer. Looper, Looper runs into the same issues of, like... Yeah. But Primer's been out... Like, Primer came out in 2004. Like, so, Primer's been out. Right. Like, fucking Bill and Ted's Excellent Journey's been out. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. I think so, if you're well, ever if you're ever thinking about writing a time travel story or movie, you need to watch Primer. Oddly enough, you need to watch Bill and Ted. Uh, I'm going to personally add a recommendation. You need to watch Dark. Um, the White Tulip episode of Fringe. <laughs> yeah, the White Tulip yep. episode of Fringe. Which does uh, it correctly. <laughs> potentially the time bubble episode of Fringe, depending on how you want to do it. Hell, and fucking then watch avoid, that one was great. Watch avoid Endgame, season five. Even. Watch Endgame. Endgame does time travel more smart and correct than this does. Yeah, because Endgame's ah, like, yeah, was... we just do branching timelines. Yeah, Endgame and is just that away, alternate, which is, alternate universes. Like, yeah. Which is <laughs> fine. That's fine to do, but just commit you, to something. You do have to commit to it. But no, in um, Fringe, we have non-deterministic time travel, deterministic time travel, and alternate universes that are separate from time travel, all existing at the same time. Also, alternate timelines. Yes, and alternate... Oh, for fuck's sake. 
Yep, it is It is a confusing mess that the writers have created. Uh, but avoiding the writers, this scene is great from both a musical oh. standpoint and an acting standpoint. This is, so this is a very emotionally charged scene. Team. Good on the rest of the team. Yeah, and we get, again, and as we were watching, we get Walter and Peter reconciling again for the fourth fucking time. Which, in battle, shame on the writers, but good on the actors and good on, once again, all the rest of the production. They hug and they're like, oh, you're my dad. And Walter's like, oh. And it's like, Peter, you've literally said that thing like four times. In in a vacuum, this is a beautiful scene. Walter heartfeltly is like, why wouldn't I want to give you the world? You're my son. You're my child i want to give you all the happiness i can even if that comes at the sacrifice of myself and in a vacuum you're like ah touching and you're like i've but in the context of the show you're like i've heard this before i've felt the same kind of vibe that the seed is trying to give off before not the exact content but we can we can 100% be angry at the writers for this this entire season but the rest of the staff still did an okay like did a pretty good job with what they were given no Special effects, props, everyone, arguably everyone but the writers is fantastic on Fringe. Nick, I get what you're trying to say, that we should give credit to the people who did a very good job, which we should, because they did do a good job of making this television show. But it's still a very well-made turd. Like, (laughs) it doesn't change the fact, no matter how much work you put into making a turd presentable, it doesn't change the fact that it is a piece of shit. (laughs) You can put as many bells and whistles and as much glitter as you want on a piece of shit, it's still a piece of shit. You're not wrong, but if it's your job to make that the prettiest piece of shit that you can, and you're getting paid to do that, they at least did that. Like, yeah. if presented with it, I will still be upset as a gift, oh, regardless no, of that. I, I spent millions no. of dollars polishing this piece of shit. I'm like, yeah, but it's still a piece of I, shit. I will be slightly impressed that you went through all this effort and go, hey, good on you, but also... Who told you to make me this very pretty piece of shit? I would have preferred I would like all to that talk to them into something else. Yeah, it's just it's it's great because I feel like specifically season five of Fringe is a very it's a very good example of how one if you if you have one shitty element of a show, the entire show can be terrible. Yeah. Um and like if you think about it, if props, for example, or the acting was like just terrible. Uh, but this is this is the thing that kind of highlights how important like your core story beat needs to be. If props yes. is bad or acting is bad, it depends on how acting is bad. But it just turns the show into like a campy feel. Well, you and just it think does, about it can like, still succeed like that. Like, like original you, generation Star Trek. Yeah, you're that's thinking what, about like bad acting and or like bad props. There's also like, original, the first couple episodes of original Star Trek is full of that kind of crap. Original Battlestar Galactica, like yeah. the the bad props become part of the show, and here it's just in this weird point where the special effects is good for the time, the acting is really good for the time, about eighty percent of the time, and then the writing just is this black hole that starts sucking everything down with it. Yep, and it's like you can ignore it for a certain amount of time, and you can just be like, I'm sure that was just a bad episode, because then you'll get like the one or two good episodes that'll give you hope. Uh. <laughs> and it's it's Game of Thrones season 8 again. Like, acting was fine in Game of Thrones, special effects were great in Game of Thrones, writing let it down. And it's just, you can't have anything without a decent storyline. And it it's has just, to make sense. And I it think just there's, doesn't. There's and, some sort oh. of correlation of writers getting too big for their britches and writing shit <laughs> like it's yep. when a show gets into the swing of things is when the writers go crazy and they lose their minds i feel yeah. like not for every show like there are shows that are like strong throughout and end very well but there's yeah. something about like shows that are coming out like week to week or they get even season by season and getting that feedback as they're writing the show where if it gets too popular the writers lose their minds and just like we can do whatever we have to do the fans love this thing well it's the what is what is sitcoms call it the flanderizing yes well that's that's what happens to characters is when they get reduced down to like one character trait but it's more like just the hype and also the pandering to fans gets so strong that it just becomes that's the show like it's just coasting off the fact that it was popular early on rather than trying to make new good content yeah anyways fringe (laughs) i i guess 
Yeah, that's we have the my major problem with uh, Rick yeah. and Morty nowadays too. Oh yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, right, we have the so heartfelt Olivia, scene. Be- oh, go. Yep. Uh, I was gonna say we we after the heartfelt scene, uh, Olivia and Astrid arrive at December's apartment, um, and something is off. The, the, <laughs> they could get it. They could get inside the door. Uh, they look inside. Oh shit! Look, there's a Nazi hat. Also, I guess December decided to hang himself. Yeah. Sure. Well, it seems like he was caught, or like they knew he was doing something illegal, and I think they may have just roughed him up or killed him, because he looks beat up. Yeah, I think they roughed him up and then went to search the apartment, and then he hung himself. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Um, Because there's that scene with uh, when Mark gets the part at the end. Yeah, well, I mean, or they just killed him, and this was how they decided to kill him. Um, because obviously the, there were observers there too. It's almost never just loyalists that go to a place. It's a, it's loyalists and observers. But I'm yeah. assuming that the observers grabbed the part and then left. Um, because shitty universe tra- teleportation. My, my favorite kind of teleportation that I will believe is how the teleportation works for them now. <laughs> God, every time they teleport I get angry. <laughs> But hey, yeah. we don't actually see teleportation here, David, so it's fine. Uh, instead, we get to see Olivia murder the shit out of one loyalist, and then as another loyalist comes and is going to uh, going to take Astrid, uh, take Astrid, Olivia just steps up behind and is like, "All right, I have one question to ask before before we we perform a war crime and kill you as a uh, as a prisoner, <laughs> and that is where is the part?" And, and then we, we cut, cut to, to Windmark. see Windmark with the with the part. Oh no, uh, he has the part and it's a very important part they need and they knew they were keeping an eye on the former science team and when he decided to go off to the future and get the part and come back, they apprehended him. Yeah. But that also brings up my complaint that apparently the observers can just fuck off to the future to get things. I think so it's why- supposed to be December had like influence left as the leader of the science exposition that also doesn't make sense. He would be held in high regard because holding someone in high regard is an emotional response. Yes. Mm-hmm. And also, like, shouldn't Winmark then also be able to go to the future to get whatever the fuck he needs? Like, I, yeah, I don't know. Anyhow, we cut to Broil still leading his tails on a wild goose chase and is like, I know. I'll just slam the brakes in this fucking tunnel and then almost get hit by a car and then run into a stairwell and then get bunched not bunched, get punched by um, Winmark or Winmark's lieutenant and teleports and just liver punches Broyles and oh no, Broyles is captured. Ooh. Yep. Broyles should shoot himself in this scene. Ooh. There's no stakes no. in this finale, eh? Like in this episode. There, there are... So the worst part about it is, is like in the previously on and at the start of this episode, because they make it so clear that there's going to be a timeline reset, there are zero stakes. There's there are no stakes, and it's part of the reason that we're upset that we don't see character deaths. Because when you come in with there being no stakes, just why kill would everyone, you not? just yeah. murder why would everyone, you not just make this a bloody give, episode. Give Broyles going out in like a moment of glory where he like fights an observer and is like he's losing, but he's still giving all he can. And then it's like, you know what? I'm not going out alone. And then like it blows himself up with a grenade or something. Or like, even give like, him that me- scene. Or even Show like me a- Peter oh. having to hold Olivia as she dies in his arms yeah. in that final battle. Show, Show me that scene. Show me Peter proving that he is ten times the worth of like an Show observer. Me, no. Show me show me Peter standing in front of the boy dying, and then the that's how they get back or something like that. And we are like, oh look, we get a, a sacrifice like that as we see Walter's sacrifice going into the future. We see Peter's sacrifice to make that happen or something. Peter Peter lays dying on the ground, shot a couple times as he sees Walter go into the portal. Like that's a we cool get the scene. little like smile. Would have been great. But no. But no. Um <laughs> anyways, anyways. But yeah, they besides uh, the point, they start we'll talking about the lab. Yeah, they don't have the the thing, so we can't start the time machine. Oh, I know. Let's just use the shipping lanes that the observers use and redirect the wormhole. We didn't need this whole plan to begin with. Whatever. More, more, more importantly, Olivia goes over to Michael and is like, "Michael, you, the, the the person who knows everything and is how we will solve this entire plot point. What do we do?" Michael just goes, "Shut up." <laughs> yeah, he's just like, "Shut." <laughs> 
<laughs> Michael does just put a finger to his lips and just stare sassily. <laughs> But yeah, so they they're like, we gotta get a plan to get one of those stabilizing cubes, um, and then we can just hijack that wormhole, whatever. Um, so it happens tomorrow morning. Um, it there yeah, is a there is a to... fun scene where September's like, we need an end dock stabilizer, and Walter's like, what the fuck does that do? And I think we kind of all went, it's in the name, stabilizes the end of the dock. Come on. But, but you know, instead we get it's a cube, and Peter, and Peter and Olivia are immediately like, "Yes, we know the cube. Okay, we will ah, go. Yes. We will go retrieve a cube." The only one of the only other things that happened this season where we found a cube. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Who would have thought that would be important? The way the observers Crazy. time travel. Who would have thunk that would be appropriate? We do also get the great scene of them preparing, as we called it, to commit some terrorisms. Where they get all these biohazard canisters, and Walter goes up to Peter and he's like, Hey, have some anti grab osmium bullets. When you shoot someone, they'll float away. And Peter's like, But if we shoot someone, they'll just die. Why so, do we need them to float away? And Walter's like, Because it'll be cool. Speaking of the osmium bullets, I have a problem with this. Oh, yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> Is it because the, episode... the osmium bullets only work because Walter was decaying the fabric of reality? Yep, yep that's what I wanted yep. to bring up. The osmium yep. bullets only worked as anti-gravity because the timelines, because the universe was breaking apart. It's okay, David. The so universe why does is breaking it still work? Why does it still work, Nick? Explain. Explain to me. Be- why does that because- still work? Because they're still breaking the universe here, David. No, they fix the universe. They no, this is a different kind of universe breaking that's happening now. But they they're still breaking it. it. Can we can it we name work. Nick? Can we name Nick to the head of like um, infrastructure or no infrastructure or roads and ways? Because he just smooths over all the potholes. Exactly. I listen. They shouldn't work. No, they shouldn't. But it is very no. cool. I'll give the show that. It is funny. It's cool, and it's one of the, like, few non-season one references that we're getting here. Yeah. Yeah, but that was uh, also a reference to a much better episode again. Oh, 100%. <laughs> like, I was just remembering that episode of being, that was a good episode of Fringe. Um, we also get uh, the one farewell that made me cry. Uh, Astrid pulls Walter over, and she has partially dug out Jean the cow. Yeah. And Walter gets to say goodbye to Jean. And I didn't realize how much I liked that cow. And I was like, oh, but I missed the moose. Jean was you, great. Jean is a good character because he's done because she's done nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Jean has never done anything wrong in her life. Jean, Jean hasn't come on to the scene and explained. All right, we're gonna reset the timeline. <laughs> Jean hasn't suddenly started talking, and they're like, Jean, how can you talk? And she's like, I could talk the whole time. I'm from the future. I'm an observer <laughs> cow. Oh, it's like that moment in the Pokemon movie where Pikachu talked. <laughs> it's just like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> With no explanation, just Pikachu speaking human words. Do you mean in Detective Pikachu or in a different Pokemon movie? No, in so they remade the first Pokemon movie, essentially, oh God, like did. a while ago. And there's like a moment where like Ash and Pikachu are like dying. And Ash is like, oh, Pikachu, why did you come back? And Pikachu goes like, because I love you in human voice. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like, what? Not just Pikachu. No. I like, mean, it was voice. weird enough when in the the bird trio one, fucking Slow King's just on an island. And he's like, hello, Ash. I can speak English. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, Pokemon, what the fuck? Pokemon shouldn't be talking. <laughs> Meowth is the only Pokemon that's allowed to talk. Yes. And that's because Meowth, Meowth is a special character. <laughs> Matt yes. is a special character and all the other Meowths thinks he's a fucking weirdo because he can speak. Well, he learned to talk to hit on another Meowth. And the Meowth goes, Hell you're yeah. a freak. Never talk to me again. <laughs> and so he turned to a life of crime. Literally oh, his man. backstory. That's can canon. Can we do Pokemon next? Can we, <laughs> can we review? Can we watch an episode of Pokemon? Oh no! All right, Fringe guys, let's let's watch Broyles and Windmark interact. Uh, oh yeah, Broyles is like, oh man, I feel emotions. I hate you and want to kill you. And Broyles is like, same, homie. And then <laughs> same Broyles, Broyles starts to get tortured, and then and yeah. nothing happens because Broyles does remember how to not get red. Yeah. Uh, so oh while yeah, Windmark sorry. Is trying. Uh, we. We also miss a scene where Walter's like, oh, I think your name is quite lovely. 
Astrid, and she's like crying, and it's a heartfelt theme. But you're like, he's called you Astrid before. But he continuously called her Astrid in high stress situations. It was yes, only when he was fine. just fucking around in the lab where he was like, "Come on, asterisk." But yeah, whatever. <laughs> it, it's nice. And anyways, let's let's get our um, Peter and Olivia scene um, right before terrorism is about to be committed, and um, <laughs> it is Peter. It is Peter giving Olivia back the bullet, but again. <laughs> It was oh. Etta's, and now it is Olivia's, because Etta is gone. <laughs> She's dead. She's dead. But it's okay, we're gonna bring her back, I swear. I really feel like they toned down the interactions between Peter and Olivia as the seasons went on. Like, I know they had um, the entire, like, oh, come back, you need to be human, not observer to do it. But I really, like, it really doesn't feel like they explored their relationship at all. I feel like once they became a relationship, um, the like once they be, once they became like a couple, it just so it, it not only went downhill. They just explored incredibly problematic themes, and like that was what they did with the with their relationship was just explore very very problematic themes. Oh my god, they're a honeymoon couple. Their marriage is loveless. <laughs> once they got together, they're like, oh, this is what it is. Okay, well, should have stayed with John Scott. <laughs> oh no also <laughs> I'm now just realizing Peter's wedding band is an iron ring well, it no, is, so confused. it is just like a what appears to be like stainless steel like it's not no, even but like it's a got, gold it's band got, well no but it's got the edges like an iron ring David I know but listen the audience doesn't know what you're talking about the audience <laughs> isn't from Canadian universities that had engineering programs I mean, the U.S. Specifically, gives it iron specifically, they in don't. Ontario. No, they, they don't. don't. They don't. It's not even across Canada. It's specifically, like Ontario and some of the East Coast does it. Really? Yep. Yeah. It's not yep. even Canada wide. So <laughs> oh no! Like it's a very specific thing to our it area is. and to our academia. Like that's why no one's gonna get. Okay, audience. So in Ontario, in the you when you graduate from an accredited engineering program. You can join what's called like the Society of Engineers, and they give you like engineers. Well, that's the that's the official like. There's the society as well, which actually gives the iron ring, right? Fair. Um, and as part of the society, you get essentially an a pinky ring made out of stainless steel that used to be made out of iron, but there's like a special design to it that's like sort of hexagonal. It's supposed to be like. I don't even know how to describe it, but like, yeah, you get uh, it and there's 21 sides. I think there's supposed to be as many sides as there are Ontario accredited universities, basically, or something like that. Yeah, this is weird. Something, something. But it's like it's a lines. unique design that's that if you know what it is, you'll you'll be able to tell right away. And it's just a proof that hey, you're an engineer. It's very pretentious. It's very stupid. Nick and I wear our rings every day. <laughs> no, the the states has an engineer's ring. It is smooth, not rounded. Uh, and you are inducted into the Order of the Engineer. Yeah. It's separate from Amazing. our thing, though. Yeah. I don't it think is it's inspired by, but it is separate. Yeah. It's also not, like, all states-wide as well. Fucking inspired by the success of the ritual of the calling of an engineer. Yeah. Yep, that's it. There's a oh. poem by Kipling as well that we recite. You know, Kipling, yep. the very famous poet? I am an engineer. In my profession, I take deep pride. To it, I owe solemn obligations. Wow, what pretentious bullshit did you it's guys sign up It's incredibly pretentious. There's a ritual where you hold a chain and you recite the poem. When needed, my skill and knowledge shall be given without reservation for the public good for a flat fee of $90 an hour. <laughs> but yeah, very dumb. Very, very dumb. But, but hey, yes. anyways, I'm he does just have like, none but honest enterprises. Yeah, sure. But yeah, no, Peter's ring is just like a friggin' stainless steel band. <laughs> yeah, but but hey, um, we get throwaway additional character who is going to co- go and do terrorism with them, and then we see them pouring a bunch of biohazard stuff into the like air vents, um, and putting on some. Uh, and we see some, some little tadpoles masks. swimming in a loyalist glass of water. And we went, oh, yep. are they doing heartworm? And then it turns out they did all of the things. They just did all of them. It's a fun scene that we're about in, to get. Legitimately the only fun scene this episode. It's Peter yep. and Olivia in gas masks walking through the hallway. And it's hey, bef- 
We're not there yet, though. We gotta, we gotta do September oh, no. and Walter discussing things first oh, here. Oh, hair. <laughs> it's literally just September being like, I'll take the son, the boy back because he's my son and I love him. It took me this long to realize it, but it should be me. That's what makes sense. So you're free and clear, Walter. Don't think any more about this. I'm sure I will years. totally be the one to go. 20, 20 additional years of just jerking off and being alone in my apartment <laughs> made me get more emotions. <laughs> Very glad we carried that joke through. It's a good joke. <laughs> but yeah, so they're walking through the hallways and you got like the, the I guess, big tapeworms. I don't know, from the Chinese medicine episode. Um, some dude's skin has sealed over. Uh, guy's head exploded from a really bad cold. Uh, somebody, some one guy started melting, I think. Yep. They they brought them all back. We yeah. got like most of season one's like stuff. The the butterflies, like it's it's just everything. Um, yeah, it was really nice. Uh, yeah, uh, horrific but nice. And then they they get the box, and Olivia's like, "Oh hey, Broyles is here too. Let's go save him." And they say Broyles, and they're like, "Oh, you're so lucky. This is the only room without ventilation." I'm like, but why? Why is it the only room without ventilation? <laughs> the prisoner is not allowed fresh air. <laughs> like, Listen, baby? when he part part of our torture is we all go into the room, fart, and then leave. <laughs> <laughs> that would be torture. Yep. Tell me, we Philip, all... do you know what silent but deadly means? <laughs> but yeah, we all man, go out, get burritos, and then some, come back. Some all that spicy the... food they eat. Some of the biohazards <laughs> they release are fucking horrific. Yeah, it's it's, it's rough. Again, Fringe it's, has no is... Fringe has no balls. They should have left uh, fucking uh, uh, broils covered in maggots and heartworms. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I I do I do agree. Um, they should have had consequences for all of their terrorism. Oops, they terrorismed a friend. <laughs> like, show me some consequences for this terrorism, please. Uh, but Broyles does get red before all this kicks off and um, is like, oh, I'll meet you back at the lab, which, again, doesn't turn into anything because we, we don't see Winmark enter the lab. He just kind of shows up at the staging area at the end. Also, okay. also can, I, I just want to point out another really cool scene that we could have had here is Winmark leaving the room and then Broyles being in the room by himself looking at the windows and kind of like being like a little bit weird and then like butterflies slowly appearing oh my god like yeah they brought back the butterfly thing which is fucking yeah. horrific I hate but, butterflies but can, you, can, you, can you imagine if they come into the room and you just see Broyles like screaming tied to the chair and just cuts forming all over his body and that's how that ends and Winmark doesn't get to read him though and when Mark doesn't get to read them or anything like that, it would have been like it would have been better. Mm, would have been so cool. Anyways, again, or, we should rewrite you... all the fringe. <laughs> or because they have Broil survive, they so there's a final shootout that we're getting to. He doesn't even die there. No one dies there. Like some fucking goons one person, do. One person dies there, and yes. it's a music box. <laughs> <laughs> we do get a music box, but hey, let's go to that scene. We're still a little ways out, but let's have uh, let's have all the the gang at the. Uh, oh no! Oh uh, no! Fridgepedia has Fridgepedia has run yes. out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Isn't it amazing, Charlie? There's nothing under Act Five. Oh, yes, no. that was what I was saying. They just gave up. Oh no! We, we gotta watch this, but like. This is why I also always have the episode playing. Quickly, go to Fringe um, Connections. Go to Fringe Connections. <laughs> I'm just going to have the episode playing. Anyways, they, um, uh, we, we cut to um, where the transportation is going to be, is going to be taking place. Um, and some loyalists just shoot some guns. And the observers with the cube are like, oh shit, alright, follow procedures. Everyone leave. And they, they get the fuck out of there. Um, and the loyalists are left trying to defend themselves from, um, the, uh, from the resistance here as, uh, some, a couple trucks, one with the giant electromagnet come on and, uh, um, go to where the, uh, transportation thing is supposed to be happening. Oh yeah. And then we have, um, 
turns out they needed the electromagnet to mount one of the observer beacons at a very specific yeah. angle so that because, it could yes, fire through the time portal for some reason which i find hilarious because yes. i'm pretty sure you could do that with some clamps and like <laughs> tiny like explosive but, bolts but it looks but whatever. so much cooler this way <laughs> does it um does it we also we also in this scene get our shootout um while they're while they're setting all of that up um and we we do get to see the osmium bullets they do in fact bring that up when there's an observer just floating as as walter <laughs> mentions it and goes hey peter look you got one <laughs> But yeah, well, then... so is that the only observer Peter managed to shoot then? <laughs> I think so. I think Man, so. he's bad at his job. Um and then Winmark comes in and starts like beating Peter up and we're like, "Oh, well, man." Winmark comes in to steal the boy. Oh, steal the boy. He, he realizes the boy that the boy is the plan. Um but Peter grabs Winmark as Winmark's leaving and Winmark's like, "All right, time to beat some sense into these fools, I guess." It doesn't just immediately like doesn't carry a gun to shoot Michael with, doesn't stab anyone, like, just hands and fists, very logical, cool. And not even effectively, though. Like, he has Olivia by the throat at some point and just tosses yep. her. Yeah, doesn't break <laughs> also, her neck or anything. Also another, also, another observer shows up, uses science gun, shoots Peter twice with science gun, and Peter is fine. And then Astrid uh, comes and shoots that observer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, hey, There's... Astrid helped out. Uh, yeah, and then he um, throws... After, after Olivia gets choke slammed, basically. Yeah, she um... falls down, and her necklace falls off, and she stares at the Cortexafan bullet. And then, wouldn't you believe it, it's Cortexafan time. Ooh. Which I guess they got around using the Cortexafan on the blood in the bullet by juicing her up with Cortexafan last episode. Yeah, yep. I was really waiting for her to put that in her mouth for something. <laughs> Yeah, or like Walter being like, oh, there's no Cortexafan left, but there's enough that we can synthesize one last dose on this bullet. Uh, but anyways, um, yeah, no, Olivia gets angry. She turns off the power for all of, I guess, New York. And then and... slams two cars together, and it looks like Windmark teleports away, but there's a red blood splatter on a car, so I don't know if he's dead or not. Like, you don't <laughs> see his body. There's just a red mark on a window. He just lost uh, an arm, really. That's all that happened. And then, which, and then Michael's point? like, shh, don't talk about shh. it. Let's just so, continue on the episode. Yeah, basically. So they can yes. teleport fast enough to dodge bullets, but apparently not fucking slow-moving cars. <laughs> <laughs> like, for fuck's sake. Uh, anyways. Oh, sorry. Uh, the Fringe uh, fandom page says, this explains why Michael allowed himself to be captured, as he knew Olivia would need her Catexafan abilities at this moment to kill Winmark. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> That's fucking nonsense. Man, I hope whoever wrote this did not strain their back reaching that fucking far. That's fucking nonsense. Why couldn't Michael just tell them, hey, can you check up Olivia with some Catexafan? Man. Hey, can I, I have a gun to I, shoot Winmark with? <laughs> I wish I wish that I could smooth over roads that like that well. <laughs> oh, nonsense. Any, anyways, wormhole's been formed. Um, September's out here running with Michael to go through or to uh, go through. But oh no, he catches a stray bullet, and September's going to die. <laughs> and so this is such what a does, sad moment. Does, so Michael must sit down in the middle of this firefight. <laughs> I was gonna say, does Michael keep running to Walter to run through? And September's last sight will be his his pseudo son saving humanity. No, the kid just sits down and pulls out a fucking music box. And and I understand the the very nice scene that's associated with this, but it's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's 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 so ridiculous because I understand that they're like, look, Michael the empath and knows what's going to happen, so he knows that he has time to do this and that this will make his father happy. I get that that's what they're trying for. But on the other hand, no one would do this. Fucking no one. <laughs> hey, you're in a you, firefight. Are you... Your solution, your solution to everything is if you run this way, you go with Walter. But no. Nick, are you the most advanced intellectually and emotional creature on the planet? No, I didn't I... think so. So this isn't you're, a plot you're, hole. You're just not smart enough. You're right. I'm sorry, fringe writers. I did not <laughs> see your amazing ethics and and writing as it was supposed to be seen. But yeah, Walter comes up, gets the kid, 
tearfully leads him through the portal. Peter's sad, and then we cut Peter's back. Peter's sad, to- mouths the word dad. And- I love you, dad. He mouths, I love, I love you, dad. dad. And then uh, we go back to 2015 in the park, and the park scene finally plays out peacefully. No observers invade. Get to play with Etta, because, hey, she's back. I guess we'll call that a compromise. She, future is. Edda is still dead, but <laughs> past Edda is still alive. Yeah, Whatever. I think I think this is a draw. We'll call it a draw. Hey, <laughs> that means that we, means we don't have to read the fringe books. <laughs> we <laughs> should still read the fringe books and do something about them because they no, exist no, no, David, and they're David, material. David, David, but it's all David, prequel it's a material. Draw. It's a draw, and you want to know who had no stakes for a winner loss? <laughs> Did we in punish this bet? Charlie? <laughs> <laughs> How does mean no having no stakes mean I get I get punished? <laughs> because it was either I get punished or Nick gets punished. Neither of us being punished, so you're getting punished instead. Punished. Exactly. But we already said no matter what, we were gonna read the books. This was the only way out. Why would you do this? <laughs> Alright, look forward to our special episodes where we review the books, audience. They're God. all they only matter for like season two. Because that timeline doesn't even exist. The timeline the books take place in is gone. I hope you're all ready for uh, those episodes, which are just going to be me explaining the plot of the books to these two, because they won't have read them. <laughs> I'll read them, I guess. I don't know. Uh, anyhow, yeah, they, they pack up from the park and, uh, and go home. And then Walter has apparently sent Peter a letter somehow. Again, none of this makes sense. We'll get into that in a second. And it's a white fucking tulip, of which I do not know if Peter knows the actual significance of that. <laughs> I don't think he does uh, either. I don't think Walter shared I, that with anyone. I think Walter only shared that with Robocop, and he died in a time loop. <laughs> I don't think Peter understands the religious and emotional impact of that tulip. I don't think the writers understand the emotional and religious impact of that tulip. But yeah, then we end on Peter looking confused at a piece of paper. Okay. We did it. That's that's All the right, series Charlie. finale. For the last time, what that glyph be? Close. Ooh, as in Yay. the close of the season? Of the show? The... Of the show. Or is it Who close? Knows? Like how close <laughs> we came to hating the show? <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with that one. Yes. <laughs> Um, there is, in fact, a, a next episode clue for this episode. <laughs> you ready for this, David? No, I'm not. All what right. is it? So, David, if you remember back to last episode, remember that we went to the alternate universe? Yes. So, when we were in the alternate universe and when we were at Battery Park, so that place that they were, uh, like, that they were going to, like, cross back over and meet, if you looked off to the side, there was a sign there that said residential quiet zone please turn off engine while connected to dock but that's not the important part what's important is the other thing that is on the sign which is a person shushing that's fucking nonsense (laughs) that's absolutely fucking nonsense fringe is a bad show Oh man, we're done. I'm, I'm glad that there was a next episode. Yeah, we did I, it. Holy I guess fuck. that brings us into ratings. Episode well, ratings. Yeah. So uh, we'll we'll save we'll save discussion for the special features then, where we can go yeah, we'll a, a longer rant about the issues with the overall season. Yes, yep. yes, that will be that will be next episode where we do a season review like okay. we did, like yep. we did previously. So just this is episode ratings. So. As a series finale <laughs> and as a season finale, as a, as a as a as a as a spinoff and as a uh, as, yeah. as a season and as a five. season five of Fringe. Why don't you start us off, Nick? All right, um, spinoff. Uh, this is this is bad. Uh, <laughs> this is this is why I'm glad that this wasn't a spinoff, despite the fact that they they should have made it into a spinoff. Um, the way that they end this season, if you were watching this as a spinoff, this would be just like. So goddamn terrible. Can you imagine the timeline reset? You're like, cool, I guess everything's fine. The fuck is this white tulip doing here? Like, that scene falls apart. All of the previous fringe tech and everything would be, like, so confusing. There's a lot be, of... There'd be it a lot would be of, cool, though, seeing all that and being it like, would be, oh, where did that cool. come from? It would be cool. I'm going to give it, like, a one and a half as like a, as, like, a spinoff sort of thing. As a season five of Fringe, here's what I'll say. As we were sort of talking about earlier... 
there's some really bad writing in this in the season and also in this episode um which drags down this by like a drags down this episode by a lot um the acting and everything else that's associated with it with it in this episode like the acting the props the music i think it's all great it's just the the the, the writing is really bad um, Again, the turd analogy. You can spend as much I, time I as you want polishing a turd. It's still a turd. So give I this know, turd a rating, I, Nick. So, so uh, here, here's what I'll say. If it was just like the pure turd, then like, yeah, no, it would probably still be like one, one and a half sort of range. But we do have some fun. We do have some fun moments. We get the like the the terrorism and seeing all of the cool fringe events and everything. Like we get some fun <laughs> moments in this episode. We get I'm fun moments. Two and a half. The terrorism. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Man, imagine it being Nick. Out of the three of us, Nick is celebrating the terrorism. (laughs) My money was on me. (laughs) This is always the government's money. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, David. But yeah, so like two and a half, like two and a half or three. Probably just a two and a half, though. Is that both Uh, your ratings? Is that for seasons and series? No, he gave one and a half for spinoff. For spinoff and like two and and a half. It's somewhere between two and a half and a three. Okay, as a series finale of Fringe, this is a solid one and a half. <laughs> there are redeeming things happening here. Where again, Nick mentioned there are fun callbacks, there are cool things, and I will say, at least this is an end. Yes, like this is an actual end. They didn't do the dumb bullshit of like, and then the adventure continues, or they didn't do a cliffhanger. Like season four is where it should have ended, but as a season five. At least this is a conclusive end to the story and now everything essentially. All the plot lines have been wrapped up, even though they've been wrapped up like in a bad way. At least they've been addressed. Like there are some open-ended things, but I feel like everything that Fringe meant to have like ended by the story end has ended. Including which I will Big give Eddie, them credit for. I will <laughs> give them Big like they did a bad job, but at least they did it. As a spinoff, fucking one. Like, <laughs> zero, actually, like, zero, like, as a spinoff, because the entire plot of this is, hey, remember everything we've been working on for the past 11 episodes? Fuck that new plan. <laughs> Which is yep. so unsatisfying as a season finale. <laughs> like, could you imagine if, like, at the end of, like, oh, I don't fucking know, like, I would say Game of Thrones, like the Game of Thrones finale, where it's like, oh man, White Walkers, White Walkers. Okay, that's done. Anyways, different thing. <laughs> like, that's exactly what happened here. I mean, that is what Game of Thrones did. Yeah, that's exactly like, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Exactly like Game of Thrones, where like you spend all this time building it up and then you just throw it out at the last minute. Uh, all right, um, Charlie? Charlie? As a spinoff, it's got to be a one. And this is part of the issue of rating it as a spinoff is it doesn't work as a spinoff the way they wrote it. So got to be a one for a finale. Oh, I'm going to go like right in the middle and say a two. Uh, the acting pulls it out. The plot line pulls it down. Um, we'll get more into that in the special features episode. But the ending doesn't make any logical sense in a show that tries to make at least semi-logical sense and has tried before to do that. Um, I hate it, and I wish it never happened. <laughs> yep. What a way to end that sentence. <laughs> to end that train of thought. There's, so, 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 do do you guys like? I'm sure. I'm sure you. I'm sure you know the thing where it's like you're worried that a show is going to get canceled, and then it's like, oh, they're com- they're bringing it back. Like you know, they've been announced for one more season of things, and you like get like like you like celebrate because it's like, yes, I get like a little bit more of the show. This is going to be great. This season five of Fringe just shows why maybe you should Don't have some hesitation yeah. when that when that happens. The, when when that gets announced, maybe you should hesitate a bit. The only way <laughs> to be excited about that is for shows that had more story to tell. Like that's yes. why like when shows get saved from cancellation or something like on Netflix, it's like, oh okay, they got a chance to actually end their story. Like that's how that should be used. And Fringe at the end of season four had already told their story. Like they were done already. They were done already, and in my in my uh, own opinion, they had already jumped the shark with a stupid ass ending. Like season four's ending was stupid. 
Well, no, yeah. they were done after season one, and then they just they they were good for a season two. Like they were able to bring in enough stuff for like a season two, um, and they were then able to continue storylines and do a bunch of weird shit to make a season three and four. But like, we'll get into that once again in series review. Um, oh man, series review is gonna be like fucking three hours long, isn't it? God, I, don't, <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. We'll, we'll see how long. It'll we either can be three it. hours long or thirty minutes. Like it's gonna be one of those two. I have a lot I want to talk about. <laughs> David will make it three hours. Yeah, um, I don't know. Like in I'm this sure episode, we'll go through like season rankings, yeah, uh, favorite episodes, stuff like that. I mean, in this episode, or at least in the season or in the finale, like, it was very cool to see the Fringe team using, like, all of the Fringe elements they've basically solved in the past. Like, that was a very cool thing. I wish they did that more. I wish the season was full of moments like that. Of them, like, leading an actual resistance? Of them leading actual resistance, like, maybe, like, they've been uh, de-ambered now and that they are able to, like outfit the resistance with all this fringe technology and like the fringe technology that was like hurting them in the past is now the main folk like is now their main weapon because then that would still be fringe right it's just now they're the ones causing it and the observers are the ones trying to like work against them that would be a fun reversal of the dynamics essentially but no instead it's a weird nazi allegory (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's that one the fact that they chose to lean so hard into the Nazism thing just baffles my mind. Like, who, who, who thought this was a good idea for a story? Like, it's unfortunate. Like, 2013, you're writing a sci fi show, I know, anti Nazis, <laughs> for what was a police procedural. Like, I just don't understand the logic leap. It's like, fine, if it came out happens. nowadays and it's a weird anti-Nazi thing, I'd be like, good, yeah, no, that's the political <laughs> we, we climate where this. we need we need more <laughs> anti-Nazi things right now. Fringe is the show so, we so, need right now. So, 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 David, would you want it to be this ham-fisted as well? Yes, because people are fucking morons. <laughs> All right. Fringe was just ahead of its time. Um, like, I do have our average episode ranking. Ooh, for this season? Yeah, let's yeah. let's do that. Um, just highlight these. So. I look forward to being like a full like two ahead of David. Um, <laughs> so I averaged out everyone's uh, individual season five ratings. I didn't do the spinoff ones because whatever, I don't care. Um, as like, how did you rate the season on average? And then each of our, the average of each of our episode ratings. So we get our average feeling on the episodes. So the highest rated individual episode was one, two, episode nine, which I think was the episode 19. It was. That was Black Blotter. Yeah. Um, Nick gave that a four. I gave that a four. David gave that a three. It is our highest rated episode at a 3.6 really? 3. out of five. Not through the looking glass and what Walter found there. Not, uh, yeah. not episode six, eh? Um, episode six is just below it, and the only other episode to be above a three at three point three, because <laughs> yep. I gave it a three, yep. David gave it a three, you gave it a four. Everything okay. else yep. is two point five or or sorry, episode two is two point eight. Everything else is two point five or below. What is our worst reviewed episode? Um, that would be episode eight at one. Wow, across the board, eh? What was that uh, one? Episode eight was the humankind uh, humankind oh uh, it's when it's... peter gets his implant removed <laughs> oh god yeah yeah, yeah. i understand stupid episode <laughs> oh right because nothing happens and there's that pseudo psychic yeah um, it's, yep. it's the lady who's like oh yes we're here i knew you truck. would come <laughs> um david's season average is a whopping 1.6. My season average is a 1.9. Nick's (laughs) 2.5. Hell yeah. Wow. So even the most optimistic of us on this season went, it's just average. It is unbelievably average. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, Fringe has been an absolute roller coaster. 
And I guess, audience, you'll get to hear about our final conclusions and our final reviews of Fringe as a series, as well as our reactions to the bonus features. I'm really hoping there's another like 30 minute long video of the writers just talking. To oh, no, we, we looked at it. There's like several... There's a couple hours worth of bonus features. In so we might not do all of it. Or if we do, we'll watch it on our own time as yeah, well. Yeah, I think we can skip the Comic-Con panel. Um, Probably. In which or case, one of us it, can just watch it and comment. Oh, I might just uh, watch it. So Farewell to Fringe is 21 minutes. And the Comic-Con panel is 29. So that's not that's not out of the terrible. way. We, we don't have to watch the comic box. Comic-Con one. We should at least watch Pharaoh to Fringe, I guess. That is also the only thing worth watching because then it's a digital script and then a gag reel and then two deleted scenes. Okay, yeah. Well, but then we can watch everything if, it's only, if there's only like an hour of extra features. That's fine. Oh, no, they have the dissected files again. Where I think it's the scene breakdown. Oh, that's actually... Those were actually Oh, cool. no. It's not. It's actually just oh. uh, deleted. So you'll get to hear about that as well as the most exciting of news what show will we do next because Ooh. nick charlie are we going to continue this podcast i guess so i think so we'll, yeah. we'll harm in try it. we'll see there's no harm in it I, I i don't know it's been fun it's definitely been fun especially with us all separating moving out as far as we have now yeah like it'll it's be a nice solid thing to do <laughs> it'll be interesting if we pick a show that none of us have ever seen before yes i think that'll be uh, a weird change of pace so i think nick has seen most of the shows we're eyeing as possible <laughs> candidates i've seen one of them about halfway through i think nick you saw that one all the way through um, um i know there's one i, I don't think any yep. of us have ever seen uh there's one that only i've seen all the way through um that, I'll, that I will at least recommend. I don't think uh, I've seen I think any the only of one them. Who's seen it. <laughs> so, I yeah. will, as always, be the person who knows nothing. <laughs> it'll be, it'll be great. Just making call shots. Ooh, we oh. should do that review as well for the special features call oh, shot yes. reviews because we all yes. made predictions for this. Yes, we did. Yeah. All right. So, in that case, look forward to the next episode of the show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we've been four seasons and a funeral. This has been the funeral. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, it's been rough. Um, if you want to. Oh, great. That's what we're calling it. Join us next time for The Wake. Yes, we are moving on to The Wake finally. Now that we've had the official ceremony, the body is in the ground, and now we remember it. <laughs> um, if you want to hear that, feel free to give us like a like or a subscribe on your podcatching service of choice. Be that like iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Uh, other podcasting services of choice are available. Um, and yeah, uh, if you want to like tweet us or reach out to us, you can reach us through Twitter at Forsaf or email us um, using Forsaf at gmail.com. That's spelled F-O-U-R-S-A-A-F. Until next time, outro. The theme music for Four Seasons and a Funeral is Algorithms by Chad Crouch and is licensed under a Attribution Non-Commercial 3.0 Creative Commons license.